This is the Rejoicing in the Word podcast, coming to you from the capital region of the Susquehanna Valley. My name is Josh Hamilton, and I'm here today with Pastor Brandon Starnes, and we want to welcome you back to Season 3, Episode 37, Trouble of the Mind. And so we continue our study of the mind today with this thought, what is troubling your mind? Many, including genuine believers, struggle with anxiety, worry, and stress. They affect not only our inward man, but also our physical being. Is it possible to have victory over the things that trouble our mind? This is our consideration for today. But first, remember the website. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash rwmin. Please message us, share us, and like us for the quickest updates that are put out there. There's verses, there's quotes, and we just encourage you to like and follow the Facebook page there. Also remember the blog, the Rejoicing in the Word blog, can be found at svbcpa.org forward slash rwblog. And then the direct link for our podcast on all the different platforms, svbcpa.org forward slash rwpod. Now, trouble of the mind does not mean trouble only in the mind. Stress, anxiety, and worry really do impact the lives of people. And the question we want to look at today is, can there be victory? Well, sure. Uh, you know, antidepressant and anxiety medications are some of the most often prescribed medicines of this day. Uh, yet it seems, as you might know as well, that with each passing year, more and more seem to be troubled in this area. And Christians aren't exempt. Uh, in fact, it's interesting sometimes to note that we sometimes put, sort together, if you will, stress, worry, anxiety, and put them all in the same box, mix them together, and really assume they're all the same thing. But they're not. They're distinct one from another. Uh, you could take worry and anxiety for a moment, and you'll note how there's some differences. Though we might communicate that there's, there's similarities, there are distinctions between the two. Yeah, one of those things is whenever we think about worry, it's a temporary or short-term thing. Uh, whenever we talk about anxiety, it's a continual long-term issue. Sure. And, you know, with worry, uh, a lot of times that's about a specific issue. You might would say, well, uh, and going back to your point, we're worried about a, a test that we have to take right. Friday evening, or we're worried about, particularly for our case, we're worried about a message that we have to preach uh, or a lesson that must be taught, where when you deal with anxiety, um, that can be cumulative and it really can even be vague. You could have anxiety and really not be able to pinpoint the exact thing that's troubling you. Yeah. Another thing about worry is as far as emotionally and emotions go, it's usually on the milder response yeah. to that issue would be. Biting the fingernails, yeah. tapping of the fingers, uh, wearisomeness. Yeah. And then as we would look at anxiety, we're looking at strong responses emotionally. Yeah. Uh, you might even get into panic attacks, uh, stuff that has physical uh, disabling features with it, an inability to eat, inability to sleep, inability to communicate, and frankly, even an inability to go outside. Yeah. Uh, that could be an extreme you would see with some of the anxiety. Uh, usually worry doesn't really... Uh, doesn't really prevent the function of life. We right. still go about it. But when you get to anxiety, it truly, as we mentioned a moment ago, it can it can reach all levels of the function of life. Yeah. Um, another thing is worry and our response to it. Usually with worry, it's not as observable or mm -hmm. maybe not even observed at all. You could worry all day and 
I might not even know about it. Yeah, and that that goes back to the point that it's short-term, it's temporary, worry is, and it's usually regulated around something specific. In fact, you might even look at what I'm worrying about if I was to actually tell you, if you were to see it and I was to actually tell you, you might would even say, that's no big deal. Right. I would be like, man, I am terribly worried about this. Yeah. You would be like, ah, I don't really worry. That's nothing. Yeah, come on. But when you get to the anxiety, it's something that usually be, even though it may be an assimilation of many things. Sure. It's noticeable and it can have an observed physical response. You could find someone that was, I know people are disheveled without being anxious, but you can have anxiety that causes you to not bathe or to not um, not change of clothes, not rest, or to sleep all the time, and it's, sure. it's something fully observable in in the face of all of these things. Yeah, and of course, you add to that, we could think of stress. I, I would say that stress is really the association of all the weights of life that we face. Yeah, sometimes you know, sometimes we add to the pressures. Uh, the reality is productivity and pressure free living don't usually coincide together. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you wanted to be a great gardener, yeah. you have a garden. That's the way it's going to work. And in order you have a garden, that, that means some research, that means some purchases, that means planting, that means calendar, that means weeding, that means watering, that means, and that list goes on. Keeping the groundhog out. So all of a sudden yeah. now, stress. there's stress as it relates to to the things of life. In Philippians chapter 4, the scripture talks about being careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. An interesting word there is that word or those words, be careful, be careful for nothing. And it has with it that idea of not giving part, not distributing in a sense. So, So the idea there is not to allow ourselves to be Warned to that point of giving so much care and anxiety that we forget the purposes and callings that God has in our life. And really, when we think about our life as a child of God, there's a wonderful consideration that we, in fact, are a child of God, and God as a good father will provide for us. But there are many distractions in life, and there are some of them that would uh, undermine and steer us, if you will, from fulfilling our purpose in life. And the singular greatest purpose that a child of God can have in this life is found in the gospel of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Uh, But cares are found throughout the scriptures. You won't find the word stress or depression or anxiety quite to the same way that you will in the scriptures. But Mark chapter 4 talks about the cares of this world. Yeah. Luke 21, the cares of life. First uh, Corinthians chapter 7 deals with the marital aspect, both of the husband and the wife, uh, both in the giving and the, and the uh, uh, receiving. But it talks about the husband that, uh, that hath his wife careth for the things of this world that he might please his wife. The wife careth for the things of the world that he might please her husband. So there's a care just in the sense of provision. Yeah. Uh, Paul instructed the church at Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 25 that they should give the same care one for another. So there's also, in a sense, the care just of uh, of fellowship, of commonality, of prayer, of concern that we would have with other believers, particularly within the confines of the assembly. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul talks about the care of all the churches. Uh, and surely for any pastors listening, 
Uh, the pastorate is a place where you learn quickly how to be a burden bearer. And then you also learn quickly how you cannot bear all the burdens. And the importance of First Peter chapter 5 of casting all your cares upon him, knowing that he careth for us. But the idea of these cares being upon us and what these cares are, the ideas of trouble of the mind, not simply in the mind, worry, anxiety, stress, you can find many a biblical character that struggled with these. And as we'll find in some of these situations, these aren't necessarily bad things. I mean, you think about a care of the world, okay, having a job, but the Bible says that those that eat should labor. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just things in our lives that we have to care about. We have to give attention and time to. And they impact. There is a corollary between the outward man and the inward man. They are not mutually exclusive. And so oftentimes, the more I do in this life, or the more I consider in this life, the more I'm going to have to have a correct, proper order of life, Yeah. but equally understand how to deal with troubles that are going to come that way. Sure. Um, speaking of some of those biblical characters that struggled. Martha. Yeah, you know, speaking of Martha, there's uh, there she is in Luke chapter 10 and verse 41. Thou art careful, this is the Lord speaking to her, thou art careful and troubled about many things. A word trouble, it's like uproar. You're mixed about. Yeah. Wasn't it though saying, as you did just a moment ago, that uh, that there were no, uh, there was some kind of sin involved. She's, she's busy. Yeah. She's doing the dishes. She's preparing the food. She's making sure the house is ready to be have guests over. I mean, if you if you knew that the Lord was coming to sup with you, it'd probably be the best meal that you possibly could afford. Yeah. So you don't condemn her in that like sense, but there's a care, there's a weight, there's a worry upon her life. Yeah. And she's not exclusive. There are others. I think of Moses um, over in Exodus chapter three. Here's a fellow that is tossed about. Uh, he's being called of God to go to go to Egypt. And to their, um, speaking to Pharaoh, let my people go, the I am has sent me. There was some concerns, some cares. And though we don't have these passages, but we, we know by the connotation, we don't have the passage before us, but you think about Moses's, the tenure of his ministry, there was a lot of cares yeah. within that ministry. Uh, praying for them, being long-suffering towards them, dealing with usurpations, I think mainly of Korah. Uh, the striking of the rock, the striking of the rock the second time, yeah. the, the getting of the Ten Commandments, all of those are cares, yeah. worries. And um, they continued not only in his life, but he's going to have to deal with them in his ministry as well. Yeah. And speaking of another man's ministry, Elijah, uh, think about it. He sat down under a tree and requested that he would die. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had some care in his life. He, had, he had people seeking his life to yeah. take it. That's First Kings 19. He's an interesting study in the Lord dealing with him, rest and sleep. Rest, sleep, and confront him with truth. There are 7,000 haven't bailed the knee to, to yeah. bow, to, to bail. Uh, King David's another one. Why art thou cast down? Why is my soul uh, disquiet within me? Hope in God, Psalm 42 and 43. Um, here's an individual that is uh, facing many cares. 119th Psalm, he's full of individuals that are persecuting him without a cause, yeah. cares in his life. Uh, Job even would speak of it, perish the day wherein I was born. Yeah, and Jonah. Jonah's yeah, Jonah's another. another one. And so these are... So you're not alone. No. The believer is not alone when it comes to anxiety, worry, struggles of life. Yeah, and you're, you're 
we're leaving one off the list, you know, but I think of the Lord Jesus yeah. praying as it were. Take this cup from me. Yes. Yeah. So you consider all of <laughs> all of the times you had to deal with bickering disciples, um, the, the misunderstanding, the false friends, going in the rejection, coming into his own, his own received him not. How many cares he has. Yeah. In fact, I'd, I would note that uh, he is a man of sorrows. Well, that, acquainted, that is his name. Yeah, man acquainted, of sorrows, with acquainted with grief. Yeah. And so these are just, as you look in the scriptures, these are individuals that, not unlike believers today, have to deal with these troubles. Uh, and not only in a physical sense, though they affect the physical, but they're also in that inner man. That brings us to the idea of why do they even exist? Why, why do you have worries and cares? Why do they even exist? Uh, in fact, you'd think, well, if the Lord loves us and saves us, he would love us enough to save us from all of the conflict or trials or troubles that we'd ever face. I would be for that. Yeah, all about it. I would think about having a garden that never had weeds. There you go. That would be fun. Or a garden that never needed to be watered. Or uh, a job that never needed to be worked. <laughs> but there was no conflict. And that's just not in keeping with okay. the experience that we have commonly here on earth. But there are some reasons, I think, that we can look at, though there are many, and I, we don't have time and uh, to look at uh, all of the, the reasons. It would not be a, a fully comprehensive list that we could give. But there are a number of reasons why anxiety and worry exist. Yeah, there's some things that activate them, too. Yeah, I mean, for instance, fear. Yeah. Fear can be an underlining cause. Timothy in the New Testament is an individual that has a fear. Paul admonishes him in 2 Timothy. God hath not given us the spirit of fear. In fact, the same is given in the closing chapters of 1 Corinthians. If Timothy comes, see, to be without fear. Um, there's, there's that attachment. So sometimes at the basis of the concern or the cares or the trouble is fear. Sometimes it's expectations. That's a hard one. That can be one for pastors. It can be one for church people, too. There's a lot of disappointment if the pastor doesn't uh, fit as you feel the expectation would be. I'm not talking about sin. I'm just right, yeah. shortcoming. And, and it works the other way, too. Uh, pastors can be discouraged at the behaviors and choices that church members make. Sure. You know, that can be true of children and parents and husbands in, and wife. Yeah. It extends in every area. Yeah. And um, there can be a lot of disappointment. Even to your garden. Even to our garden, yes. <laughs> be a lot of disappointment about those expectations, put in all that work, and then uh, I didn't get any tomatoes till after frost. You yeah. know, something, something didn't go right. So, yeah, expectations. Comparisons. Oh, man. We do so much damage to ourselves comparing one another. It seems like there should be a verse in the Bible about comparing one another one to one to another. Compare ourselves among ourselves. Uh, is not wise. That, I think that'd be a great verse to find in the Bible. It is in the but, uh, yeah, comparisons do a lot. Trying to be, trying to be what God has made us to be, to be wholly dedicated unto the Lord, uh, to allow the Lord Jesus to shine through us in life, to be obedient to the scriptures. That's a noteworthy endeavor. But I'm talking on the, on the fleshly side, you know, wishing and hoping and dreaming of those things outside of the will of God. That can be a very yeah. dangerous and discouraging place to be. Yeah. Uh, equally, the opposite can be true. Uh, wanting what is outside the will of God. 
yeah. uh, instead of waiting for the mo- moving and leading of the Word of God, can be a strongly discouraging thing. That's what the ten spies did, you know. They discouraged the heart of the people. Yeah, made them melt. Yeah, and so comparisons can, you know, often play a diabolical role uh, in in these areas of our life. Yeah. Another thing that can, it could be abuse. That's a travesty. You know, you, you think about individuals that experienced something perhaps as a child, maybe as an adult, where there was uh, a level of abuse perpetrated upon them. That is a very challenging thing that affects them both physically, which you might heal sooner from, and also emotionally, which can be a longer struggle. Uh, certainly impacts and can bring anxiety and worry uh, doubt, fear, anger, all of them. Talk about another thing that could bring anxiety and worry is sin in the life of believers. Oh, my goodness. You, you not, think just, about- not just the consequences of sin. I mean, that's that right there is enough, the consequences of sin. But, I mean, the effect that sin has on the life of a believer, I think of First John um, 1 and 2, talking about walking in the light as he is in the light, and we have fellowship one with another. And whenever sin is in the believer's life— uh, it affects our relationship with God. Uh, John 3, came not into the world to condemn the world. Why? Because it was condemned already. Yeah. And for the believer, him that knoweth to do good, James 4, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. sin. Uh, and then for the child of God that's in this gross sin and continues to be there, yes, it does play a powerful role in troubling us uh, because of the choices we've made. I think there are other activators and things that can be associated. I, I think sometimes there's... Uh, financial concerns. Yeah. I think sometimes relationships, health is certainly one of them. Yeah. You, you think about uh, if you have, uh, um, if you're noteworthy that you had a tumor. Yeah. Even if it's not been diagnosed, it could be benign. That has a role of creating trouble in your life. Sure. Maybe you're in a car accident, and and physically there's going to be an impairment that's going to be indefinite in your life. You've got therapy. You've got all of that is a trouble that exists. And then, of course, there's other things from hormones to lack of sleep to many others that are there. But many things in life can bring varying stress or tension. And yet, added together, though independently, they may seem more or less um, in their weight, yet added together, they're quite heavy. I think of some other areas that are well worth our consideration for a few moments I think about today's pursuit of body image. Sure. Um, We often talk about how that impacts the female, but it is across the board, both in the male and the female, and and, and some of it's changing nature. You think about the teenager growing up that might have been very self-conscious about teeth that would one day need braces. That's a care in their life. That's a concern in their life. Sure. Uh, And, of course, as we've mentioned, physical impairments. Um, maybe it's diminishing eyesight. Uh, you made it through those early teen years, perhaps, and they got glasses and they just seem to persistently get worse. That's a weight. It's a care. Um, you might think of baldness. Uh, for some, that's a greater weight than others. For some, it's a blessing, perhaps. But, but nonetheless, for some, it can be a legitimate concern that they have. Uh, I think in our society in particularly, and this is I don't know it's unique to the Western world, but it brings cares. But it's it's growing older while trying to look eternally youthful. Um, you think about the millions upon millions of dollars that are spent in, in the cosmetic industry of 
of trying to hide, sure. conceal, uh, perfect, whatever the, the demonstrative is. Uh, certainly there's a difference between taking care of yourself and attempting to make yourself something you are not. But all of these things added together create worry. Yeah. And to some can be even greater still. Yeah. Or another thing is bit uh, busyness. You know, it can rob us of rest. It can rob us of sleep. That's how we greet each other. How you doing? I'm busy. Yeah. You know, that's that's our middle name. Everybody's yeah. middle name is B. <laughs> busy. Um, and certainly, you remember the old maxim, idle hands of the devil's workshop. Certainly there's a noteworthy thing. You mentioned this a moment ago about working. That's a good thing Yeah. Uh, to, be, to be busy. However, if we're not careful, that busyness can accelerate other troubles and worries in our life. If it robs us of our sleep, if it robs us of our rest, uh, if it robs us from other priorities in our life, uh, and particularly financial concerns can consume us with worry. Sure. Uh, even even down to, you know, writing a check to pay your, if you have a mortgage to, or rent, you know, and you're writing that check, that could be 40, 50, 60% of your income right there. Yeah. That's not a fun thing to do. No. It's a care. Yeah. And we have bad habits, bad diets. Yeah. Um, or if we want to look on in the area of transgressing the law of God, we, drinking illegal drugs, I mean, all those things. Uh, it's interesting how you get shops opening up. Uh, they're all over our area. I'm sure it's a, a U.S. thing all over the place, but vape and this, that, and the other shops that come up, yes, they're there. Uh, people uh, having addictions, people going in and, and you can buy uh, various and sundry type stuff there that help you get through your troubles of life. Sure. Which really they add to those. Yeah. How about the wandering mind? Mind that's always fearful. Yeah. Um, Failing to captivate our thoughts. There you go. You know, and being concerned about everything that could possibly go wrong in life. I read somewhere that they said sometimes... Uh, I think it was, they said, more than four out of five of the things that we're really concerned about in life. Never materialized. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we don't worry about it. Sure. It's real in our minds. It, it is. Yeah. And we have to be very careful with that, not to allow that mind to... I mean, you, you think if you wanted to worry about everything, if you wanted to have every concern in the world, you will drive yourself crazy. Yes. In, in, a, in a sense that you'll just be in a place where you have lost peace and hope and happiness. And all of that is contradictive to the life that God wants his believers to have. Yeah. I think of another one is, is just our, the weight of entertainment of this world. Oh yeah. TV, uh, sports teams. Yeah. You know, right now we're, we're in the playoffs, the baseball playoffs. And if you uh, have a team that you really like, uh, and they lose, that's distressing. If you have a team you really like and they continue winning, that's elating. Right. And then you don't want to think about them losing. <laughs> you may not think much about that, but that can be la less relaxing for some. It would actually be a weighted point upon them. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, with, and I'll throw this in the entertainment area, it probably doesn't fit to the best regard, but I think about evil vices. Yeah. Particularly pornography that exists um, and how ruination that is into the lives of young folks and that it really is a sin against themselves and that the long-term result of that is going to create cares and worries that they may not have even had to have or been aware of had they not been in that sin. Yeah. And so there's sometimes we look at these things 
and be that of a sin or be it be it a uh, uh, not necessarily a sin but a, a not great practice, they couple together and they create a weight upon us. Yeah. In fact, more than stress, these troubles, these cares, they can even produce a level of making us uh, to some level of having sickness, of weakening an immune system, or even some type of depression that exists. I read years ago about a fellow that that uh, did a tremendous amount of counseling, and he put together a test of 43 of the most common stress-producing experiences of life, right? So like my car breaks down? Would that yes, qualify? Okay. to the loss of a spouse. Okay. Right, and there were, um, he numbered them from like 11, 10 or 11 to 100. Okay. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he even put one in there about mortgage payment. Okay. So even even just the, the whole process, if you had to write a mortgage check this week, that was 10 points, right? Gotcha. Uh, if this month your dog died, that was so many points. Right. And, and he, you add these up, yeah. right? And and as you add them up, if you wound up adding up all of them and you were in the hundreds, then you were rated as low. Okay. Now, what do you, and let me go on. If you were in the 200s, you were kind of the mid-range. Right. 300s or higher, you were at the high range. Right. Low, mid, high of determining your possible risk for some type of, of just sickness, not saying that sickness was in the mind, but rather how you had brought this stress upon you and not been able to, if you're not able to process all of it or, or just struggle with it. Um, not everyone was susceptible to the same things, but sure. everyone had some burden that could be placed upon them. Yeah. And when you consider all of that, it gives you a couple of things that lets you know that there's rarely a time in your life that there's not going to be some care or trouble. Yeah. It also lets you know that if we do not have a proper way, as we'll look about later in an episode of strengthening our mind, then these things will compound. And I'll tell you, they'll compound quicker than interest. Yeah. And cause us great heartache in our life. It's so important, really, to consider all of these troubles of our mind. And hey, our time is running short here. So we're going to make this, we're going to make part two to this episode because we've looked at all these different troubles and cares of life that can come to anyone, to the believer. And we've looked at some individuals from God's word that have struggled with these things too. We're not alone. Um, But God has, and we want to look at what the Bible has to say about how do we battle battle these things? How do you find that stability? Exactly. And so because of that, we, we don't want to jam all that in. We want to take some time and look at that. And so we're going to make a part two of that. And uh, let's, let's do that. We'll come back. It is so important that we allow the work of the spirit of God to conform our minds to the truth of scriptures. It's not simply just a matter of thinking differently. It ultimately for a believer comes down to having a new, a renewed mind. And with that, I want to close our episode out here today from Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, and probably a very familiar verse to a lot of us. The scriptures say, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And with that, we want to challenge you to come back for part two. We want to see what God's word has to say for these issues today. And we want to thank you for listening. Goodbye for now.